With us today is film director James Kamali, actors Jance Island and Carly Pope from the new film, The Mental State. Now, having won Best Feature, actor and director at more than a half a dozen film festivals and screened at nearly two dozen well-respected festivals, The Mental State is a tense, honest look at so many of the issues plaguing America today, filled with very powerful performances and a heartbreaking story. Filmmaker James Kamali has volunteered for over 20 years for children and adults with disabilities, as well as behavioral and mental health issues, and his time spent learning through his volunteer work helped inspire this very powerful film. And actress Carly Pope is best known for her roles in the television series Popular, The Collector, Suits, and film roles in Elysium with Matt Damon and Jodie Foster, as well as Two for the Money with Al Pacino. And actor Jance Insland plays Andy in The Mental State, which is his strongest performance to date, a true breakout role. And Jance is also known from the TV series First Love, as well as numerous short films. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome filmmaker James Kamali and actors Carly Pope and Jance Island to the show. Welcome everyone. Hi. Hey there. Well, James, I want to kick it off with you since you're the director. What inspired you to create this incredible film, The Mental State? Uh, yeah, sure. So um, I grew up post-Columbine, uh, going to school, uh, doing very bizarre things like rehearsing exit strategies and doing lockdown drills and having this vague sense of paranoia uh, about an event like that happening. Um, and then I was kind of coming into age and young adulthood when Sandy Hook happened back in 2012. And that was something that, you know, I think really, really resonated with myself and clearly re resonated a lot with this, um, with the country, right? And I couldn't let that go. And I started to come up with some story around that. And I was telling my my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, who's a wonderful actress, and she plays counselor Mel Melanie Hansen in the film, actually. She introduced me to Josh Adele, who is the playwright of the Mental State, the play. Um, and Josh and I just shared like the same heart and intention for a story like this. Um, the Mental State, the play really captured so many of these social topics that I wanted to talk about and so many of the social topics that needed to talk about and all compacted into this great family dynamic and, and story. So um he and i hit it off we're still friends we grab lunch occasionally and um you know the rest is history as far as making the film well after i watched the film the only other films that actually came to my mind was a beautiful mind with russell crowe and the mm -hmm. secret window with johnny depp now mm -hmm. my question to both james and jance how did you develop the character of andy <clears throat> from uh, a writing perspective Josh Adele, who had the play, did did quite a lot. Um, and then when we were adapting it for the screen, we we made some some changes because there's definitely some some differences in the Andy in the play and the Andy on screen. But a lot of it came down, um, at least from the writing perspective for me, Josh Barclay and Jeremy Anderson was doing a ton of research about these sort of events, first hand research, going out and meeting a lot of people who've been through um, tragic events like this or been through their own mental health crises and just trying to make sure that we built a lot of empathy around Andy and around all the other characters. Um, and then getting onto set, that's where Jans can, can take it from there. Yeah. Um, 
for me, uh, it started with the audition process um, when I read the script and was like, oh boy, how am I going to do this? <laughs> you know? Um, and the thing that really got me going was the fact that Andy is an artist and I am as well. So I, I make my own paintings and drawings and I've been doing that since I was a kid. So that was my, f my first and easiest uh, connection with the character. So um, a lot of the, the script, um, a lot of the story, you know, Andy is in this state of uh, kind of like a surrealist um, experience that he's having, like, you know, um, so I actually did a lot of my character development through drawing and painting. When I was, uh, you know, in my hotel room uh, on set, I was doing a lot of like, just color, <laughs> color, uh, color theory, like this scene, uh, or th these moods that I'm having are, are going to be express expressed through these paintings that I'm creating. And then when I would see what was coming through in the artworks, I like, then I knew what was going on. Um, <laughs> well, did you, what did you kind of create your own private storyboard? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, like Andy's journey was, is definitely, you know, a hero's journey. He, his, his life in the story is mirroring um, the graphic novel that he's writing throughout the the movie. Um, there wasn't, there's not that much explicit uh, explanation of what was happening in Andy's uh, comic, but I developed like a really uh, fleshed out version of what, uh, what he was writing and drawing about. So I think that uh, that's like all in my my private, you know, journals about it. Well, yeah, because I saw, you know, to me as, a, as an audience, I saw a mirror between Andy's drawings being extremely creative person. Yes. Which is very, that's one using their imagination. And then in the areas of the story with Andy and his father, there becomes an emotional creativity and imaginary situation that is kind of feeding his internal um, emotion or battle that he's going through and dealing yeah. with. So, and I, and I want to, I want to kind of hold that thought there for a moment because uh, Carly, I want to ask you because the way that you and Jance worked on screen, it the dynamic was so extremely strong. So you play Andy's mother. How did you prepare for such an emotional role? Um, th thank you for thank you for that compliment to Jance and I working on screen together. It, it was it was like a true honor to work with Jance because. He's he is an artist and he is so open and he's immediately uh, trustworthy. And that for me is one of the most inherently vital things when you're working with someone, especially in the context of vulnerable material. 
is to have trust. And that extends also to James, who I trusted from the moment we had the pleasure of meeting. And and when and I really can't stress enough that when you're working with this kind of this kind of content, it is it's it's really difficult to get into the headspace and sustain the headspace for the length of shooting. So and of course, you know, you need breaks from it as well. And and I felt like there was so much facility with everybody on set to to be serious when needed to be, and then also able to joke around and have fun and and you know share the love in a way that just kept the environment really um, like fluid and safe. But you know, for me, uh, I uh, Angela is a mother. I am not. Um, Angela is an addict. I am not, though I have I have dealt with people in my life that have had addiction. Um, Angela is a woman of faith and God. I am not. Um, Angela has dealt with the suicide of her of her uh, ex husband. I I was neither married at the time that we shot, nor was nor have I dealt with um, that type of tragic loss. Uh, so there were there were lots of um, for me huge huge mountainous challenges to figure out and try to um try to negotiate in this role so it was a very intimidating role but it was also one that i i knew i couldn't pass up the opportunity well it makes you grow as an actor and honestly i i believe as a human first and foremost because the amount of uh the amount of understanding and empathy and compassion and awareness and just expansion that I had to try to imagine and put myself in as the mother of a child who's struggling and going through a crisis. That that was something that, again, you know, um, I, I feel very lucky that I can make these trials on screen and not in real life. Like I, I feel blessed that this was, that this is fiction and not real life, but it, it certainly grew my, you know, my heart was swelling in terms of what she had to go through as a character to try to navigate this reality with her child. Your, your performance was breathtakingly brilliant and James I've got to ask you because I had to go back a second time through the film because something I think it just popped into my head and I'm like wait a minute I gotta go back um and I have to say I love the way that you bookended the opening scene in the church and the way that you ended the film with Carly I don't want to give too much away here because I don't want I don't want to be a spoiler for those who have not seen the film yet. But it was literally brilliant filmmaking. You left the audience a lot to think about. Carly, your character went from giving God credit to wondering if he existed at all. And then the demon of alcohol was there waiting. Very powerful scene. So James, am I getting this right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think anybody who goes through a tragic event like this, you know, there's always a questioning of, it's not just a matter of questioning your faith, 
but it's a lot of, you know, I think a big theme in the film, starting with Andy's perspective, is a questioning of belief and and understanding and trust in your and who your resources are and your communities are. And I think, um, you know, another really, really big theme in the film is community. And I think that, you know, bringing, bringing Angela to that point alone and with those questions in mind, you know, in some ways it felt like the the only way the story could end, right? There's a point where the story just kind of leads you to the ending naturally. And I think that was that was one of the ways. And I was just uh, supremely blessed to work with, you know, fantastic talent and to see Carly and Jance come in and lead this film uh, and, and their performances. I mean, everybody I that has seen it just raves about their performances because they're um, they really just lived in those characters and like carly said you know people were, were able to sort of turn it on when the camera was on and then you know shut it off a little bit and be able to sort of leave it on the set um or leave it you know in front of the camera um and i think that's necessary because it's 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 such an emotionally charged story throughout the film that um especially for their characters i'm sure it was exhausting and i'm just appreciative for the amount of effort and care they put in and empathy and compassion they put into these characters on screen. And so, again, I think the story just leads itself naturally to an ending like that. It, and, it uh, does. And Jance, for you, how emotionally draining was the character uh, to play Andy? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think by the end of it, I mean, I totally took like a two week nap after. <laughs> <laughs> you know um but i i would say that it that it was emotionally draining but i think that there was a lot of points when rather than being exhausted andy was um ignited and he was definitely in a frenzy of heightened energy um whether his like you know his 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 level of alertness was like very high to the point where he was you know developing paranoia and uh so i mean during the actual filming i was like i was on i was like jittering <laughs> constantly you know very very uh, awake um yeah, it was only <laughs> after that I realized. Well, you know, and because watching a film like this, from my perspective, because I'm watching not storyline, cinematography, acting, and and Carly to go back to that last scene in the film, because it was so silently emotional. What did you pull from to to bring that for to bring that that emotion forward that just left everybody at the end going, asking themselves questions. I mean, can I lie down on the couch and do you have about an hour to go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could do a therapy session. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, I think that, <sighs> I think that it's, you know, to get to that moment in the film was like holding all your breath 
inside, like not being able to exhale. That's sort of like what that moment was, was going like, there's just so, you know, she's, she's got her son's ashes in front of her. She's alone. She is left with, I, and I, that's a spoiler alert. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> my goodness um but there's this part we, of me. we won't focus on that yeah, don't <laughs> like, she's 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 left with i can only imagine her lifetime as she will now know it questioning what she could have done differently hmm. and how she could have played it and and, and it wasn't just the Angela character that will be questioning that very same sentiment because there's a there's a lot of things that, and and I'm and I'm not going to add to the spoiler alert here please <laughs> because every, every character in this film has questions to ask themselves and in James I and and James I've got to ask you because one of the most <clears throat> poignant moments in the film that that hit me and my whole inside just went, oh no, because I've experienced it. One of the most poignant moments in this film is when Angela asked her pastor for help mm. and the pastor's a jerk. <laughs> um, but then all that he would say is you're in our thoughts and prayers. Yeah my soul sunk mm. because there are people who say it with true empathy and meaning. There are people who just say it as passing it off just to make somebody feel good. And mm. there are those who just say it as a social media post and go on mm. about their lives and then go to McDonald's three minutes later. Mm. And when you had that scene in the movie, I was like, people, wake up if you even have those words come out of your mouth you better freaking mean it yeah and yeah. carly i mean even for i mean so james i want you to an answer that question and then carly i'm going to have you i want you to answer you know how did that scene make you feel so james you go first sure yeah i mean well i think the the thoughts and prayers is like you know a trope as you said people throw it out there on social media it's it's just it feels there's something to throw out there because it feels like that's something you need to say or need to do. And it's not really doing anything other than just kind of being shout somewhat shallow. You know, there are some people I think that genuinely mean it, but even when you do that, I don't know if you're really helping the situation much. Uh, uh, the pastor played by Jim True Frost, who's a, again, I, I just, well, I can rave about every actor for hours and days and months and years and um, but Jim did a fantastic job of of coming in and and making the pastor that character. And um, you know, you said you experience it in a similar in in your own way. And I'm sorry that you did experience that. But that was also coming from stories that I read and even heard firsthand of people who were experiencing their own mental health crises and being told by their church or their pastor of you know, hey maybe try a different church or try something different because, you know, creating a lot of hoopla around here, you know, more or less. Right. And uh, it's devastating. And um, 
So, yeah. So I just wanted to, again, I'm not trying to generalize everybody's situation going through any of these events or any of these moments in their lives, but just trying to shine a light on the fact that these, this is happening and these people do need these resources um, and the community. So. And, and that's one of the things, <clears throat> because I looked at your background and then I, when I watched the film, I love the fact that with this film, this was based on mental health issues. This was not based on politics at all. It wasn't based on gun control and all that stuff. This was based on mental health where the audience focuses on every character. And, and you really secretly and silently highlighted the fact that even in healthcare facilities, even in faith-based organizations, there are those that show a true lack of empathy and that lack of empathy has led for some people like the character of Andy to do some bad things. Well yeah, said. I think, yeah, that's very well said of, of the systems themselves lacking the empathy uh, more so than the people around them. Um, yeah, and everybody, uh, everybody, everybody yeah. in Andy's life was trying to help him. Mm -hmm. But it was a lack of material resources that was the that was the problem. You're, you know? And Jance, you 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 hit the nail on the head because that's what I noticed. And James, that's when I noticed with your background that your research showed that it could be based on demographics, it could be based on economics. That those who truly need help, they may be living in the wrong town, they may be living in the wrong community that provides none of the resources. And those resources that are there, it's just normal, everyday people just trying to do their best. Well, that's what's so sad to me about, about this story, true, truthfully, is because, you know, Andy is such a, a creative person that has a, a beautiful mind in a lot of ways, you know? And if he wasn't like that, you know, maybe, maybe someone else was experiencing the same thing but because their mind wasn't so filled with imagination they just you know put their head down and lived their life but for someone like Andy he wanted to do something about it and if he was in I always think about how if if, if a person like Andy was going to a school like an art school in a coastal city or something he probably would have had a ton of friends you know, but because he was in this small town with people that were not willing to uh, think like him or give him give him an, a chance to be uh, to be a weirdo and it's OK, you know, um, that sort of isolation and like lack of encouragement with his, uh, you know, artistic tendencies, like really kind of you know no i agree i mean we have a population full of the most incredible creatives that we don't even know about yeah and a lot of them live in their own world you know i've talked to filmmakers who who as teenagers spent time alone creating scripts and uh, filming with an eight millimeter camera or their iPhone and they're kind of by themselves. And some of them may have friends where they creating things, 
but there are a lot of Andes in this world. And when we see people with talent, we need to be motivators. We need to be encouragers to those people with that talent. You know, like Andy, he may be the only guy that knows how to write a comic book in his whole school, but that yeah. needs to be encouraged. Yeah. And, uh, but all three of you, wow, you are a force to be reckoned with when it comes to this film, The Mental State. Uh, for each of you, when you watch the film back, um, how did it make you feel? I, I mean, it 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 makes uh, it makes my my heart bleed for for everyone who's going through similar issues that that equally doesn't have resources to help them get through it. It's just I think for me that's the biggest takeaway is that you know. Um, I hope people see this film so they can consider this film and communicate about this film. Um, I really think it highlights the need for community, for resources, um, for support. I hope it it implores people to think about empathy and compassion for their fellow human. And uh, you know, there are lots of there are lots of issues that are confronted in the in the piece that I, I hope people see as not being so far out of the norm. Yeah, yeah. Um, James. Uh, well, it's kind of going from the creator's perspective. I mean, I think kind of first and foremost, a lot of gratitude for everybody who worked on the film for the film getting made. I mean, so many times the film can get made can be an idea and not get made gratitude for everybody from, you know, the producers supporting me, you know, Matt Einstein and Glenn Trotner to my co-filmmaker, Ronnie, who is a fantastic artist in his own, in his own sense and really brought so much to the film and to every, every actor that I got to work with. So a lot of gratitude, and a lot of pride that people were willing to come in and tell the story. Um, and then just on an emotional level, I mean, very similar to Carly of, you know, your heart breaks for, for everybody in this film, everybody involved. And they're the, just a hope that it can continue to encourage empathy and compassion and spark conversation around these topics even further. And Jance? Yeah, um, for me, I definitely, when I watch the movie, I feel a sense of pride that, you know, we I was able to be a part of something that feels important um, like that. And I, I think it's like just a beautiful film and I'm glad it exists in the world. And I feel so grateful to have worked with all these talented people, the ones on, on the screen and so many who uh, were not on screen, but were integral parts of this. Um, so I just feel grateful to have met them and worked with them. And then also, I just really hope that some people will see this movie and maybe like check in on their kids, you know, like if, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. by the time that um, Carly's character, Angela noticed that she had to do something, it was already too late, to be honest, yeah. you know, um, these types of things do not come out of nowhere, you know, 
it's it's not random and it's not just it, there's no one reason but it starts with noticing and it starts with being able to um like give kids who may be suffering a platform to express themselves you know so if you're if if you're if you're a parent that sees this movie and then you come home and you notice that your 11 12 year old kid is like having some problems like you might want to address that before they have more faculty to like do something that is dangerous you know and I think that that is possible. I think that like literally lives can be saved if people like listen to their kids and like notice them, you know? I agree. I agree. That's exactly what I thought the moment the film ended. I was questioning my own parenting. And uh, <laughs> doesn't matter how old your kids are, if they're even out of the house, you know, you still need to to watch over them. And James, where can everyone see the mental state? So Mental State comes out December 19th on all digital platforms. Uh, that would be Apple TV, Amazon, Vudu, every, everywhere you can go buy a movie digitally. It'll be there waiting for you to, to go and watch it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, The Mental State. Is it a suspense thriller, a drama, or is it a social impact film highlighting mental health issues? Well, it's all of the above. The Mental State is so powerful that these are the types of performances that the Academy needs to give nominations to. Brilliant acting, brilliant directing, brilliant storytelling. And this is a film that is an absolute must-see by everyone in society today. Because, and keep an eye out on your friends and your loved ones, and always keep in mind, show empathy everywhere you go, because love is a powerful thing. And I want to thank you, James. I want to thank you, Jance and Carly, for sharing this powerful film with us today. Thank you, Ward. All thank, right. you so thank you so much, Ward. Wonderful. Thank you. You're very welcome. And ladies and gentlemen, you know, you can see the replays on Bond on Cinema as well as the Dr. Ward Bond Show because we're bringing this mental health issue film to you. And, and as for me, I'll see you next time.